0: What's up, my people? (laughs) What's going on? Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, at least so far, so good anyway. You are listening to Daily Drives. Welcome. I'm your host, Jason Cremeans. Look for me on social media because I know you guys love social media. And I know you love seeing stupid posts and silly videos and things like that that I uh, throw out there on occasion. (laughs) I don't know, or don't, I don't care. Either way, it's fun. Welcome, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad I'm here. We're gonna be walking up uh, 49th Street in Clearwater, Florida, so it might be a little noisy-ish. You know, it's a pretty busy road. Uh, In fact, this is the road like the uh, the big jail is on, so not that I'm anywhere near it, but it's on this road. Anyway, (laughs) God, I hope you're having a good day. So I was singing a song earlier. Um, it's no surprise to me I am my own worst enemy Cause every now and then I kick the living shit out of me I fucking hate that song, just FYI, but I'm sure all of you know it, I mean, you've all heard it It's by a crappy freaking band that, and it gets covered by every crappy cover band you've ever seen Anyway, the song sucks, but it brings me to a point that I want to make My own worst enemy what they're talking about, what Lit is talking about in that song is the fact that he fucks himself on a regular basis. <laughs> Even though that uh, it was a little bit maybe overdramatic, the idea is the same. We do this to ourselves. We are our own worst enemies, and that's what I want to talk to you about. What does it mean to be your own worst enemy? How can you recognize if you are your own worst enemy, and most of you are, and what you can do to (laughs) become your own biggest fan instead of your own worst enemy or your own biggest ally instead of your own worst enemy so that's what I want to chat about today (laughs) being your own worst enemy because that song sucks okay whatever shut up you get the idea okay so as many of you know I'm in sales yes it's a lot more complicated than just sales there's a lot more to it than just sales I think the word sales, as far as I'm in sales, is really kind of downplaying my position a little bit, but it's, uh, it's good for now because it's basically what it is in a nutshell. I sell stuff. <laughs> I've done it my entire adult life. I've been in sales for the most part, except for that little stint with uh, Aro Steel where I loaded trucks in uh, the freezing cold middle of the night in a warehouse uh, for a steel distributor. But anyway, most of that time, uh, my entire adult life has been sent, spent um, in sales. So when it comes to being your own worst enemy, this is so, so common in the sales world. And let me tell you how this starts. And now, you don't have to be in sales for this to apply to you because uh, this will transition into many different things and I'll I'll kind of tie everything in here toward the end. Uh, But basically, when you're in sales, your job is to sell, right? and most of the time you're getting paid based on your ability to perform that particular task so uh, i.e. commissions right so a lot of times uh, in in a lot of sales positions you aren't paid a dime until you sell something right so if you're not selling anything at all then you're not making any money now the thing about sales fast and furious driving by here today the thing about sales is that one of the things that it requires to be a good salesperson is the ability to have a short memory. <laughs> Not remember that somebody just told you no so that you can get on the next call and look for a yes. Why is that? Because the biggest thing, the, 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 the biggest thing behind sales is your mind. Your mind, it's its a very mental game. You have to be ready to go. You have to be on your game. You can't, like, imagine this, okay? Imagine you want to buy a trampoline for your yard, okay? Um, you don't have a trampoline store near you or very near you, but then even if you do, maybe you want to go ahead and just kind of do a little research and get some pricing and stuff like that, right? So you pick up the phone, you call in. To a company that you found say on Google and you want to know what they have available and if they service your area and how much these things cost installed, right? So listen to this, listen to the, the way that I answer your phone call and tell me how this makes you feel. Hi, this is Jason with ABC Trampoline. How are you? How can I help you today? Right, that's, that's a little bit um, dramatic, it's a little bit, um, it's probably a little bit more enthusiastic than you want to hear, but at least it's inviting. At least somebody's saying, how can I help you? What can I do for you, right? Um, now, conversely, here's the other call, right? You call me up and I answer. Hi, this is Jason with ABC Trampoline. How can I help you? Now do you see the difference there? Okay, the first guy sounds like he drank too much coffee and that uh, he is really enthusiastic about his job. Maybe he's that um, guy that everybody hates on Monday mornings, right? <laughs> um, I.e. me. Anyway, so that guy's super happy, he's excited, he's motivated, he's ready to go, he sounds like he might be standing up and smiling and things like that. Whereas. The second caller, or the second uh, operator, sales guy—if you want to call him that—picks up the phone. He sounds like someone just stepped on his cat on the way to work, uh, and maybe you know he missed the bus. <laughs> uh, maybe it was raining, and you know he's not feeling well. Maybe he just found out his wife is cheating on him. I don't know, but either way. He didn't sound, that wasn't a very inviting phone call. When I make that, when I hear someone that sounds like that on the other end of the phone, I think to myself, you're in sales, really? You gotta have a positive mental attitude in sales. Guys, that's how it works. You have to have a positive mental attitude because nobody wants to deal with a Debbie Downer. Nobody. I don't care who you are or what you're doing. Nobody wants to deal with Debbie Downer. Negative Nancy, right? Nobody. We're gonna pause for a second. This station identification brought to you by Largo Fire and Rescue and the Pinellas County Sheriff's Department. All right. Thank you guys for everything that you do, putting your lives on the line for us on a daily basis. Thank you. You do not get paid nearly what you're worth. Anyway, so you have to have a positive mental attitude because customers don't want to interact with somebody who's not positive, enthusiastic. Um, in addition to that, uh, studies have shown over uh, just forever since the dawn of sales that when you are in a good mood and you're smiling and you're happy and you're enthusiastic, uh, then you have a much better chance of getting the sale. And it's again because nobody wants to deal with negative Nancy, right? Or Debbie Downing. <laughs> so, In sales, you have to have a positive mental attitude. Now, what happens when you're making sales calls all day long, right? And all day, someone's telling you to fuck off or someone's hanging up in your ear. Someone's saying not interested or you keep getting no's during your presentations. You know, you can't close a sale. You can't seem to get anybody locked down. Well, if you're the typical person If you're the average Joe then you're not feeling very damn good about yourself you're thinking man I really suck at this Um, I'm not selling anything I'm not gonna make very much money or any money Um, why am I doing this job you're starting to think about other jobs you could be doing where you could be making more money and things like that right just hit the break dude Jesus anyway so Uh, so you're really getting kind of down on yourself right and what happens when you get down on yourself when you make that sales call you sound like the guy that like we said earlier somebody stepped on his cat right on the way to work or he found out his wife's cheating on him or whatever you sound like you're not very happy about making the phone call and if you're not very happy about making the phone call I guarantee you ninety-nine point nine 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 seven six four percent of the time they're not going to be happy about getting your phone call either. Okay, we're just going to pause here for a second because there's a lot of action going on. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I'll be right back. Got a little noisy there. Okay, so here like you, (laughs) it's really, it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. So what happens is you get down on yourself and you think that you suck and you're not going to be able to do this job or whatever and then Uh, as you're making phone calls and you continue to get down on yourself or as you make those uh, presentations and you continue to get down on yourself uh, that affects your mental attitude which then in turn uh, affects your ability to sell because again uh, your voice uh, is the only thing on the other end of the phone if you're making phone calls that the uh, the customer, the prospect, the client uh, has to really understand it has to to gauge you with right so that's the only thing that they get now you might be thinking man I'm really good at covering up my you know my depression if you will Um, that being said you know what me too like I'm very good at uh, you know just trying to completely forget about uh, the assholes that I've dealt with and and move on to the next call as if it was the first call I've made Um, I'm really good at it but even with being as good as I am at it there have been many times uh, especially in this job where I've questioned myself like dude what the fuck am I doing wrong what could I possibly do differently to make this work for me right so I I still get into those little ruts where I'm just like dude I'm not I'm not getting it right now I'm not understanding why and even though I'm really good at overcoming that those adversities, overcoming the you know the objections, overcoming all the no's, and trying to move on to uh, to finding a yes, even though I'm really good at it, it still affects me, right? So I have to kind of put myself on time out, uh, so to speak, <laughs> put myself on time out, and say, hey, listen, man, you know how to do this. You've been doing this your entire life. You've been very very successful in the past and you are going to be successful again because uh, the company loves you they know that you work your ass off you show up to work on time every day you never take uh time off uh, as far as like you know unnecessary time off um you know i do take my my vacation days my earned time off if you will Um, i do take those when they're necessary when they're needed But I don't just randomly call off once or twice a month like a lot of folks do. Uh, I I, I come to work every day, I work my ass off, and they know it, they see it. So even though I might not get a sale today, I might get one tomorrow. And I might not get one this week, but I might get one next week. I might not get one this month, but I'll definitely get one the following month. and realistically I'm gonna get sales in the month there's no doubt but uh, just using that as an example so you might think you're really good you might think you're really awesome at fooling your customer fooling your prospect your client uh, but you're not <laughs> there's uh, a thing called the law of attraction okay and I think that uh, if you kind of go research this a little bit it's gonna back me up on what I'm telling you here um, even though you think that your voice inflection is perfect, your body language is perfect, your presentation is perfect, when you're down on yourself and you need that sale, when you're really like, it's been two weeks since your last sale, you gotta get something and you're looking, you know, you might be looking for another job, when that kind of pressure is on, it is very difficult to perform at 100%. Very difficult, I don't care how good you are. Uh, again, I've been doing this my entire adult life, and it's still difficult for me sometimes. And when I do put myself on time out, I have to give myself a pep talk. And I have to remind myself to go back to the basics because sometimes the basics um, get lost. When you're struggling especially, you think, oh no, I suck at this, I need to try something different. And even though the system that you've been using that's been in place for two decades Uh, works most of the time you haven't been having any success with it so you're gonna start trying things different and when you try things different and you're not confident then you're still not closing sales so self-fulfilling prophecy you have to have a good attitude to sell um, and you have to sell in order to keep your job you're not selling so your attitude sucks now you can't sell because your attitude sucks. So it just—it's a downward spiral. And I used to work for a guy who said that you know when you know that salespeople are a lot like pencils. When the pencil runs out of lead, you go get a new pencil. And that's what it is in the sales world. When you stop selling, when you start thinking that you're outsmarting the system, that you're better uh, than that, and you are failing terribly miserably at closing sales and eventually you got no job (laughs) you know and they're going to can you and they're gonna find somebody else because it's sales they figure you've run out of lead at this point so they want to throw you away and get a new pencil sales is a brutal game guys like they don't care right you you perform or you don't, and if you do, you got a job. If you don't, well, you've got a one-way ticket to the unemployment line. It's, I, I know, it's brutal, but it's just the way it is. It's the, the nature of the beast. I mean, if your job's to sell and you're not selling, then it's no different than if you're a pitcher for a Major League Baseball team and you can't throw a strike. I mean, they're not going to keep you around. You're not going to be in the bullpen, right? You're not going to be on the roster same thing if you're a quarterback and you can't throw a football it's not happening they're not keeping you around right? if you're a nurse but you don't know how to draw somebody's blood well, there's a pretty good fucking chance that you're not gonna have a job for very long but of course if you're a nurse then you've already been through that stuff you know like it's they pound that stuff into your head in nursing school uh... so no worries there But you can still suck at your job and if you suck at your job you're not gonna have a job regardless of whether it's sales or whatever you do if you uh, are flipping burgers at McDonald's and you suck at it you can't keep up with the lunch rush they're gonna have you doing something else or they're gonna fire you right chances are they'll have you doing something else because it's McDonald's and all they need is a warm body <laughs> um, they feel like they can teach anybody anything as far as the, the simplistic jobs that are concerned there at, at McDonald's flipping burgers uh, you know making fries things like that it's not like you got to be a rocket scientist in order to be able to perform those particular tasks. You don't. Most people can perform those pretty easily um, but most people are lazy too so you know they're like yeah I'll make this cheeseburger when I get around to it and they're real slow at it and like in fast food you can't be slow so uh, eventually you won't have a job they'll just kick you out. Same thing if you can't show up to work on time or you take all, the, all kinds of time off for no reason same thing will happen, you know. They're like, "Dude, you either work here or you don't. Which is it going to be?" And if you don't work here, then get the fuck out, right? So, positive mental attitude in sales, especially, very, very important. And when you face the music, that is the the nose that you get in sales, and you have the ability to completely forget all about the prior uh, failures. And focus on your success then you're gonna be fine if you can't do that then you're not gonna be fine so when you can't do that and you can't get past that stuff then you become your own worst enemy you beat yourself up you start looking for other work and when you're doing something other than work at work uh, then you're not gonna perform at your maximum anyway You know, I see people that sit at their desk and, you know, text their girlfriend back and forth all day long. Guess what they do? They don't really sell a whole lot, you know? Um, And it's not that, you know, I I mean, I love my wife, but we don't text back and forth all day long. I wait till lunchtime and maybe we'll shoot some messages back and forth. Sometimes I call her or whatever. But during the day, she knows that I'm completely unavailable. And it's because if I do... Uh, make myself available for things other than picking up the phone and trying to reach a decision maker, uh, then I'm taking time away from myself. I'm actually hurting myself because the, uh, the 20 seconds that it could take me to send a text message, I could be dialing the phone and, and maybe get that one person. And during that 20 seconds, the person that I'm looking for could be walking out the door. Had I called 20 seconds sooner, they might have been there. Uh, But I called 20 seconds later because I was texting my wife. So they just stepped out. Sorry you missed them. And it might have been the only shot that I had this entire week or this entire month to talk to that person. I can't afford to miss a single minute. I can't. And if you... Are serious about your job and you're serious about your goals at work and you're 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 determined to be the best that you can be then you want to spend if you work eight hours a day then you want to spend all eight hours working right not doing other shit because if not then you will also become your own worst enemy let me give an example of when I was my own worst enemy uh, and this has happened a few times in my, in my career, so make no mistake about it. Uh, this will not be the first time or even probably the last. Hopefully, uh, I've gotten better at it over the years, and I think I have. But, um, so I was working for Terminex, as, you, as many of you already know. Uh, I worked there for about a year. And uh, when I moved from Columbus to Florida, uh, to St. Petersburg, I, started, I transferred, and uh, I started working in the, uh, the Largo branch down here in Florida. Uh, doing the same thing that I was doing in in Columbus of course. So the job itself essentially is exactly the same. Now there's different products in Florida as opposed to Ohio because in Florida we have a few different pests that we don't have in Ohio like drywood termites for example. So um, I had to learn There was a small learning curve I had to learn a few different things um, but while I was doing so the company would send me out on appointments to go see customers that already had all of the services that I could sell them so really all I'm doing is going out there for an inspection uh, to make sure that everything that we've done for them so far is working the way that it's supposed to and then uh, you know just hey have a nice day everything looks great or no you need a service appointment give me give me a minute I'll make a phone call Uh, so that's all well and good that's fine except my job's to sell so if I'm going on appointments in places that I don't have anything to sell them then I'm spending a lot of my day wasting it because I'm just driving for however long to get to somebody's house to do a a 30 or 45 minute inspection to tell them that everything is cool or whatever and I have no opportunity to make a presentation and, and to sell anything so I got rather upset about that I went to my sales manager and I was like hey listen man this is what's going on you know if these are the only uh, appointments that you're gonna give me I'd rather you not give me any appointments at all let me set up my own appointments because I'm allowed to go cold calling you know knocking on doors and things like that to uh, try to drum up business and I would have had a lot more success doing that than I would have you know with running the appointments that they were setting for me so um, because i spent so many weeks running these bullshit leads um, i was pissed off and i was upset because i hadn't sold hardly anything when i was selling at least you know making at least one or two sales every single day in columbus i'd only made three or four sales in the entire first month of my employment down here in florida so i'm like that's not cool this is not working out for me right so i focused more on the fact that um, the fact that i was getting screwed on the leads and, and that kind of thing. I, foc- I started to focus on all of the negative things about the job and that, the negative things about the branch for which I'm working, uh, the negative things about the company as a whole. And there's a lot of things that I took from the company that were very, very negative. So it was very easy for me to pile all this negativity uh, onto you know, my job, right? So to, um, to really make it feel like it was a, a terrible job so instead of going and knocking on doors uh, you know setting up my own appointments doing cold calls and things like that um, I would sit in the parking lot and look for other jobs Right? so what's going on there well first of all the the appointments that I'm getting are crap anyway so I don't even want to run them so when I do get to an appointment Now, okay, I do have an opportunity to sell them something, so I make a presentation and I'm so desperate for the sale at that point that it must come across in that presentation and it puts it makes people put their guard up. You know, it's all about energy. You know, if you have a a negative energy, someone's gonna put their guard up. If you have a positive energy, it's gonna help their guard to come down a little bit. They don't know that their guard is up or down or whatever. It's just the way that we are as human beings it's it's subconscious it's not something that you literally say Oh, I'm gonna put my guard up because I can feel that this guy is uh, under pressure or whatever right so again they don't know that that's what's going on that's just what's happening it's all psychology so um, I instead of you know actually going out and putting in the work every day trying to find some sales Um, I had a negative attitude about it and I tried to look for something else instead. Now needless to say, the last few weeks that I worked there were very, very unproductive. Very unproductive. I could have been a lot more productive had I chosen to be, but I chose not to be because I wanted to find a different job. So it was a self-fulfilling prophecy. They gave me crap, I performed like crap. And then I didn't do the additional things that it takes to make me perform better because I didn't care anymore, right? And that's what happens. So whether I quit that job and found another job or they fired me, eventually I was not going to be working there anymore. At that point in time, I realized that there's no way I'm going to be able to make this job work anymore because I'm too pissed off at the company. I'm too pissed off at the leads. I'm too pissed off at everything that has to do with my job I'm upset about working all these hours, only making, you know, uh, 24,000 a year, like, just, it was not good, right? So, I was my own worst enemy. Now, with that being said, the job sucked. I wanted something different anyway. It really wasn't my thing, um, even though I did like it at first. It really wasn't uh, my thing. The, the people that I worked with weren't my kind of people. It's just a, a, a lot of different reasons for me to not be there. So, I found a better job, but had I tried to continue working there they would have eventually fired me because I wasn't selling enough why was I not selling enough other than the leads that they were giving me um, I wasn't putting in the work and I wasn't putting in the work because of my attitude toward my job so I was my own worst enemy and that's that's the example that I can give you right there I can give you 20 more probably but um, you don't want to hear them they're all basically the same thing that's how it works you know Uh, this works as well in anything else that you do not just sales so for example um, you're in a relationship right you've been dating for a year now and maybe you're thinking about getting married you know Um, you start asking questions you know that to, to see to gauge your partner's response or to gauge their interest level in being married and let's say when you ask these questions you get the feeling that they're not really interested in getting married right now which you know is is fine but in the back of your mind you're like why not why wouldn't they want to marry me you know what did i do wrong and then you start to think about all of the things that are wrong with the relationship and what that does is it highlights All the little problems that you've had over the the last year you know maybe you had one argument or maybe you had a few arguments um, or maybe there was something that you just didn't see eye to eye on uh, that you never really resolved or maybe maybe um, it's something completely different but either way you're gonna start to look back and see all the things that are wrong with the relationship you're gonna start to focus on those negatives involved in the relationship and you're then going to be acting negatively when it comes to those particular things or you're going to start carrying those over into other things that weren't an issue before and now all of a sudden they're an issue does that make sense? it's going to exacerbate problems that were already there right? Um, and create new problems as well because your attitude about the relationship has changed right? so you can take you can then be your own worst enemy there as well, right? You could have been completely misunderstanding what your partner was saying um, or how they were feeling about this, but maybe not. (laughs) So uh, there, you can be your own worst enemy as well. Okay, so Jason, how do I know if I'm sabotaging myself? How do I know if I am being my own worst enemy? Well, it's very simple. Take a look at what it is, take a look at your thoughts. Okay, because it's all about thoughts at the end of the day. It's all about your mindset. Okay, that's what we're talking about here. And the mindset is so important no matter what it is that you're doing. Um, When you're in sales, you need to be confident but not cocky. You know, you got to toe that line. Um, That's just one of many, many, many examples. So It's all about having a positive mental attitude, no matter what it is that you're trying to accomplish, no matter what goal you have in mind, um, whether you're selling something or you're trying to better your relationship, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. You have to have the right frame of mind, the right positive mental attitude. So, how do I know when I don't have these? When you start to look at things, when you start to question yourself or question your relationship or question your ability uh, or question the system that you've put in place or that's been in place, when you start Raising questions that you hadn't thought of before. This is a sign that you're starting to get down on something. Get down on yourself, get down on your job, get down on your relationship, whatever it is. So when you start to think about things on a regular basis where, um, you know, these these feelings that you're having are not good feelings. When you have a thought and you get that feeling in the pit of your stomach like this sucks, right? That is that's the thought process right there that begins the demise okay so what do we do when we start having negative thoughts what do we do when we start getting down on ourselves or down on our job or down on our relationship how can we fix this right away so that it doesn't become its own self-fulfilling prophecy and you know it's self-destruct right in front of you okay how it's very very simple Check yourself, check yourself. Ask yourself, why am I doing this to begin with, okay? So if it's your job, for example, why are you doing your job? Why do you work there? Why do you do what it is that you do? If you own a business, why do you own that particular business? Is this something that you're passionate about or just something that you're doing to make money? You know, if you're in a relationship and you're questioning that, why are you in this relationship? What was it to begin with that made you want to get involved with this person? Um, you know, for example, okay, they've got a really nice smile. Okay, great. a Really nice smile. That's good. Let's start there. Okay, then the next thing, um, maybe, you know, you love, uh, you. Lo- they have kids that you love. Right? So, okay, think about the kids. Those are, you want to, basically what we're doing here, is we're coming up with all of the positive reasons to do what you're doing. Because you, in your mind, Your mind is trained, or well your mind looks for the negative. The reason that your mind looks for the negative is because it wants to keep you alive. So it looks for any kind of hazards or anything that's going to make, that's going to be harmful to you. So we're constantly looking for the negative things which is why um, news stations constantly report negative news which is why you see things um, on TV that are um, dramatic, <laughs> you know, like um, my wife and I have been destroying Netflix lately watching uh, Grey's Anatomy, right? I-, I know, it's weird. I don't even watch TV, but this this is one show we have been absolutely like binging on now for the past couple of months. I think we're 12 seasons into this thing um, or 11 seasons, something like that. But anyway, when I when I watch this, it's to the point now when it first started um, it was really good, or whatever. But uh, you have these series of problems, and that's what that's what TV shows are for, man. There's there's supposed to be drama there. There's supposed to be conflict or controversy in order to keep you engaged and keep you involved in the show. Um, that's how they make money. okay? Uh, selling the advertising on the TV station, that kind of thing is how they actually physically make the money but uh, the value is based upon viewers and you got to have a lot of viewers and you got to have viewers that hang out the entire show. Um, in order to do that you got to make controversy and drama because that's what your brain is going to be entertained by. So we're constantly looking for the negatives. What I want you to do is flip the switch and instead of looking for the negatives you want to look for all the positives. Okay, let's go back to the relationship. She has a beautiful smile. She has two amazing kids that she brought into my life whom I love very much. She has a huge heart. She would help anybody no matter how many times they've fucked her over in the past. She is still willing to help people because she is humane. (laughs) She loves people. People. she loves animals she loves music she's a fantastic singer I love hanging out with her playing guitar and and singing songs and you know just doing things together I love love hanging out with her so you see what I'm doing here is I'm thinking about my wife and all of the different things that I love about my wife not because I'm thinking negatively but because I want to show you how easy it is to do this okay now go back to your job let's say you're in sales easy for me because I've been doing it my whole life right we, we talked about that so why did I start doing this job because it seemed interesting it's sports marketing I'm dealing with the uh, the game day programs for like NFL games and, and major league baseball games and hockey and and all of that cool stuff right I like sports that's pretty cool um, I also enjoy the chase. I enjoy the hunt. I really love looking for that needle in a haystack, if you will, right? The few people who are going to be interested in what it is that I'm trying to accomplish. Um, I don't want to think about the terrible things about the job, like the fact that I have to make 200 phone calls in order to make a sale or, or to even get a couple of conversations out, right? I don't want to think about the fact that if some people, instead of saying not interested in hanging up the phone, would just listen, they would actually be able to increase their sales and revenue uh, exponentially if they would just listen to me and take advantage of the opportunity that I I'm going to present to them but instead they hang up the phone so it's really easy for me to go oh god that sucks right but I got to sit here and think about why I do this job why I love this job you know and I do love this job I love it I have an awesome schedule 8:30 to 5:30 Monday through Friday I get an hour for lunch where I can hang out with you guys for a little bit and <clears throat> you know text my wife or call my wife or whatever um, walk around the pond outside, I love that. I pretty much have free reign to do whatever it is that I need to do in order to get the job done and the reason that I have that is because I've earned it, because I work my ass off while I'm here. I'm not like 80% of the other people who you know, spend a lot of their time doing things that aren't going to create sales. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I'm sure there's a million other things that they could be doing other than their job, not me. I work the whole eight hours that I'm here I'm working right Um, and even during my lunch break sometimes I'm working so I mean there's so many great things about this job they pay me very well they're willing to pay me more if I produce uh, you know more revenue so I don't even really have to catch the commission train all I have to do is keep it up you know, I, I, it's, it's a pretty, pretty awesome system that they have in place here as far as compensation is concerned. They even take care of health insurance at 70%, so like they pay a lot of it. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of good reasons to be here. You know, it's not a far uh, ride from, from the house. If I have to ride my bike, it's, it's a little less than 10 miles, so I can get here in an hour by bike, an hour by bus. If I had a car right now, I'd be here in 15, maybe 20 minutes. So, it's not very far away. There's so many things I love about it. So, then what I want to do as far as sales are concerned, I want to remember all of the things that I learned in the very beginning, right? Because when you're the newest, that's when you're learning the most things. So, I want to go back and I want to look at all of the, the steps that I'm supposed to take and make sure that I'm not missing any anywhere and make sure that I'm being extremely basic. I'm back to just doing exactly what needs to be done in order to get the work done right in order to achieve the goal which is to make sales so I go back to basics remind myself of why I'm here remind myself of how to do the job the best I can possibly do it and that's it now I'm I'm my attitude is better again I'm ready to get back on the phone go back to work and really give it my all and what's gonna happen we're gonna make sales What's gonna happen when you start putting your all into your relationship? You're gonna see the relationship getting better. You're gonna feel happier. I promise you this will work, promise you. So instead of thinking about all the negative things about your spouse or your significant other, instead of thinking about all the things that you hate about them, try remembering all the reasons that you love them. Try remembering all the reasons that you started this to begin with. And then focus on those. Use those as a way to keep yourself from being your own worst enemy. Until I talk to you guys again, be good to yourselves, be good to each other.